What up, what up, what up, you guys? It's Coach Rod, a.k.a. The Skill Doctor. And the NBA season is closely approaching. We are 10 days away from the time of this recording. Eight days by the time this recording is released. So we're going to get into our prediction of who going to make the playoffs in the West. Hey, cue the music. So what up, what up, what up, you guys? It's Coach Rod, a.k.a. D-Skill Doctor, the host of the Off the Court Podcast. And, man, the NBA season is closely, closely upon us. And, man, I couldn't be more excited. Um, We finally, finally getting back into some action. We can finally have something to do and something to watch because I don't know about y'all, but when basketball season go off, I really don't watch too much of anything. I'm usually always in the gym. Um, just, I'm always somewhere. I'm just never at home because I really don't watch nothing outside of basketball. I mean, maybe a few movies here and there, but, um, pretty much now that the NBA season here, we're going to talk about our playoff predictions and 538 has just released their playoff predictions. And I want to get into, into conversation. I'm definitely going to, I'm going to start off by um, saying, who they predict that's going to make the playoffs. And that's a little surprising. And who they predict to win it all, which is not really surprising. But, you know, go figure. (laughs) So, 538, we're going to start with the Western Conference. I'm thinking about breaking this up into two two complete episodes. I don't know yet. Yeah, I'm going to break it up into separate episodes. East, West. Today, we're going to go over the West. Next episode, we're going to go over the East, and then we're going to go from there as far as winners and losers, um, who's going to be a surpriser, stuff like that um, coming up this season. But for right now, let's talk about the Western Conference. And 538 has just released their prediction, and for the most part, I don't agree, (laughs) not with everything. So first place, no, we're going to start from eighth. Who they think is going to make the eighth seed? They got the New Orleans Pelicans with Zion, with J.J. Reddick, uh, Derek Favors, um, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, that young core. They got them, and they predicting them to have somewhere between a 43 and 39 record uh, for the season. Uh, they, <laughs> they have no chance of winning the title. Uh, they also have the Mavericks at number seven. With Luka and Kristoff, that's going to be a, a deadly um, deadly young combination, deadly young core. And they also predict them to go 44 and 38 to edge them out um, for the 7th seed. They got at the 6th seed, the 6th, six, 6th, six, S-I-X. They got the L.A. Clippers at 48 and 34. I'm assuming they just predicting because of, Paul George won't be able to play immediately because the two shoulder surgeries and uh, the load management of Kawhi Leonard and so on and so forth. But that's blasphemous. But I'm going to just keep going on with their prediction. 
who they got at number five. Number five, they got the Utah Jazz, and they're predicting them to have a 49 and 33 record. Let me go back to the Clippers real quick. They give them a 5% chance of winning a title, a 5% chance. So let's go back to the Utah Jazz, who they have number five above the Clippers. And like I said, they have they predicting them to go somewhere between 49 and 33. And they give them a 2% chance, which is which is crazy. How you give how you putting the Utah Jazz above the Clippers, but give them a lesser chance to win the title. I don't get it, but hey, who am I? Uh who they have at number four is the Golden State Warriors. And they're predicting them to go 50 and 32. And they give them a 10% chance of winning a title. Number three, keep these in mind. Keep these in mind. Number three, they have the LA Lakers. And they're predicting them to go 51 and 31. Uh, one game um, better than the Warriors. And they're giving them a 13% chance to win the title. A 13% chance with LeBron and AD. At number two, at number two, they have the Denver Nuggets, Mile High City. They're predicting them also to go 51 and 31. But I'm assuming they're predicting Nuggets to have a tiebreaker over the Lakers, meaning they're predicting them to win the season series. And they give them a 3% chance of winning the title. Number one, number one, they have the Houston Rockets. And they're predicting them to go 58 and 24, almost a, a 60 win season. That would be one of the best seasons that they had um, in the Mike D'Antoni era. I think that would be the second best season because if I'm correct, he won 60 games before. I got to look that up again. But um, it's definitely be <laughs> overachieving and pretty much they give them a 24% chance of winning the title with Russell and James Harden. <sighs> 538. I don't know. Who they get their information from, but I I don't I, I agree with some of it, but a lot of it I believe they people look so deep into these numbers and analytics and you know this is what the numbers say. At the end of the day, I always believe in the eye test and I believe in uh what I've always seen. So they don't have surprisingly the Spurs in there who have made the playoffs every single year since 1999. Since Greg Popovich been a coach, he has never been in San Antonio. He has never been out the playoffs at all. He has always been in the playoffs, whether it's been a lower seed or, or whatever. He is always, always in the playoffs. And in all honesty, I believe he will still be in the playoffs this season. But I'm going to go more in depth about that later on as far as giving my playoff predictions. They also give... Um, Denver Nuggets, they're pretty much saying that they're going to be a high seed, but then again, they're going to get eliminated again, probably sooner than later, and I honestly believe that as well. I believe that the Denver Nuggets, yes, they have a young core, a talented big man in, in, in Jokic, Nikola Jokic, but anybody seen his um, media day, <laughs> his media day video, like he has gotten bigger 
but he said he loved playing at a heavier weight because he's more solid, he's stronger, he feels like he has a more solid foundation. Now, we can agree to disagree or we can have different mindsets on on that, but a big man with that size, all that spews to me is he is, and I knock on wood and I pray to God it don't happen, but being at that heavyweight playing an 82-game season, I wouldn't be surprised if he get hurt or have knick-knack injuries this year because of his weight. So he has to come down, and he can still be big and solid, but it's a certain boundary that he cannot cross when it comes to being a high, high-level athlete. Because if if teams don't expose that, then I don't care how good he is. If he can't get up and down the floor, then that talent that he does have is is obsolete. But um. The Lakers, I'm not surprised they have the number three. And I believe that's I believe that mostly has something to do with LeBron and it also has a lot to do with AD. People are gonna really see how good AD really is. So I'm not mad at them putting them at number three. I'm not mad, but I don't think they're gonna be number three because I honestly believe they're going to do a lot of load management. They're going to they're gonna give some games away because they want LeBron and AD. LeBron, his first time being injured for real, for real, in his whole entire career. AD, who has problems with being injured, period. I believe um, they want them both healthy for the upcoming season, um, playoff season. I'm sorry. So, I'm not mad at it, but I believe that's a little too high for the Lakers. I believe they're going to... I believe they're going to be around fourth, fifth seed. I wouldn't be surprised if they do get the three seed. I wouldn't be surprised if they get number two, as high as number two. I don't believe they're going to get number one, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get high as number two to um, have home court advantage almost throughout the playoffs. But uh, I, I, I don't, But let's talk about the most interesting part. This whole prediction is interesting for real, for real. Like... The Warriors, number four. I don't believe they... I, I love the Warriors, man. I love Steph Curry. I love Clay, But Clay is hurt. He won't be back until February at the earliest. Um, Draymond, as great as he is at what he does, he is no real offensive threat. I would love... I, I honestly love to see what he's going to do this season far as now that Clay is out. You can't be as passive or... Looking to be, you know, the all-around. You're going to have to put the ball in the bucket, Draymond. You're going to have to because the scoring load is going to be too much on Steph Curry. Yes, you got D'Lo, who is another scorer. But I wonder how he's going to adjust with having the ball out his hand as much where he has to move without the ball. I believe Steve Kerr will find a solid balance between movement without the ball with D-Lo and having the ball in his hand and pick and roll. So I believe when you're in the NBA, you're at the highest level. So I believe coaches will figure it out and find a way to be effective, especially with the Golden State Warriors, who they five straight years in a row. I don't I don't put them out of the playoffs like some people do. I don't care how good the West has got. The Clippers, man. Paul George is out the first few um, weeks of the season with both shoulders screwed up. Um, I believe, honestly, man, I believe he tore both them, both his shoulders. Um, well, Tracy McGrady said it on the jump. He um, he believed it was a tore, torn pec, pec muscle. So 
in your in your chest that leads all the way to your rotator cuff and your shoulder, which I can agree certain tears on other parts of the body affect the arm. Like I tore my bicep uh, where the bicep tendon connects to my shoulder and it bothered me for a good month, month and a half where I couldn't lift my left, my left shoulder. I couldn't, I couldn't lift it. Um, so that, that bothered me a lot. Um, I wasn't able to, to play, um, as much. I'm sorry. It was my right shoulder, um, right bicep tendon. Cause, uh, I remember playing with my left and it improved my left hand. Um, I had to play with my left. I learned how to shoot with my left. I learned how to do a lot of things with my left, but, um, that's besides the point when it comes to Paul George, he tore not one, but both of them. So, when he was saying he had games where he thought he couldn't play because he could barely lift his arms up, that's a miracle within itself. But um, him and Kawhi Leonard, they have the best defensive lineup, um, possible defensive lineup in the NBA. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, um, Montrez Harrell, who is underrated defensively, Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, who is a willing defender, not a great defender, but a willing defender. Uh, um What's old boy uh, Landry um, Shepard, who's a great who man. He made some key key shots and knocked down some shots. Um, uh, I, I hate that they got rid of um, Shea Gilchrist Alexander. I'm sorry, got tongue tied, but they in win now mode, and I love it, and I, I I can't wait to see what they do with that that lineup. Now the two newcomers or um, old faces. One old face, <laughs> the Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks. Let me tell you something. Mark Cuban is probably one of the greatest owners in the NBA when it comes to, I believe he gets involved. I know he's involved, but I believe he he allows people that he hire to do what they do best. Unlike some um, owners and stuff, they either don't do enough or do too much. I believe Mark Cuban has a great balance of doing both. Um, he allows people that he hires to do their job. He trusts them to do their job. And on top of that, <laughs> he he is always, he, you ever met one of the franchises that's always, no matter what, they'll always have a great player? Always. They never without a great player. And Dallas is one of those teams. You telling me you have dirt for over 20 years. You draft dirt, have dirt for over 20 years. In the latter years of dirt, you come up and get Luka Doncic. Not only do you get Luka Doncic, you trade for Kristoff. And I don't care how much people say he a diva or, you know, he he's always in. He is, he is truly a unicorn, a 7-2, can shoot the three surprisingly athletic will bang on your head can handle the ball great footwork like they have a a one-two punch that can really really do damage not now but give it a couple years they will be in the championship um um talk so i i honestly believe man dallas uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'll get to that part when I when I give you my playoff predictions and uh, who I think will make the playoffs in the West. But uh, also the Pelicans. Now, I believe this is a hype train. Now, 
I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs. I'm not saying they not, uh, they're going to. They're not. I ain't saying they're not. I ain't saying they're going to. All I'm saying is people went from <laughs> not not caring about the Pelicans to now they're one of the most talked about teams in the, in the NBA because of the trade with AD. And then on top of that, you draft who is the most hyped prospect since LeBron James and Zion Williams. It's right, because I honestly believe Zion is going to really, really make a difference. And don't forget, they got Drew Holiday. They got Derek Favors, who they got in free agency. They still got Jaleel Okafor, who was a great, who um, revived his career in New Orleans. Um, they got J.J. Reddick. They, <laughs> I don't care what nobody say. They stole him from Philly. Philly did not do a good job of keeping J.J. Reddick. But we'll talk about that later as well in the Eastern Conference prediction. Uh, they got J.J. Reddick. They got Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram. Like, they got a, a solid young core. Drew Holiday. And I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. But I would be surprised if Drew Holiday is play up to an MVP type level. Because they already said this is his team. David Griffin already gave him the reins. This is your team. Um, and I believe it's great that they're not, they're not putting a whole bunch of pressure on Zion and telling him to carry the team. They're literally giving it to a vet in Drew Holiday, who's a great player. So, with that being said, with that being said, let me give you my playoff prediction. But before I do, let's go into our sponsor. And our sponsor is me. Sponsor is me, Skill Doctor production so if you want to get better if you want to improve your basketball skill set you want to do any of that go to skill doctor one on instagram s-k-i-l-l-d-o-c-t-o-r one on instagram where you can find all your basketball needs where you can find even sneaker needs you can go to instagram is skill doctor one and also on youtube skill doctor s-k-i-l-l-d-o-c-t-o-r and this is your sponsor for today, The Skill Doctor. Now, back to our episode. So, now that we got all our, our small talk out the way, you got 538 prediction. You got my point of view on that prediction. Let me give you my prediction for this is my mock-up of the playoffs. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's these the team that are in the playoffs but it's in a little bit of a different order but i'm pretty sure i'm i can bet on this so the eight seed i believe it will be a battle for the eight seed and let me tell you who i think is going to battle for it and who i think is going to win the three teams that are going to battle for the eight seed the new orleans pelicans of what we just discussed zion and uh Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, J.J. Reddick, Derek Favors. Um, I believe it's going to be a challenge. But when you got that solid group, you got a good chance of making a playoff in any um, conference. The Sacramento Kings. Yes, I'm putting Sat back in the playoff prediction after going on now 14 years of a playoff drought. Um, And... The San Antonio Spurs. I'm not counting out the Spurs. I ain't saying they're going to win the championship, but when you got Greg Popovich as your coach, who does the most with least talent, 
I'm not counting him out as a coach. I'm not counting out that organization at all. And you still got DeMar DeRozan. You still got uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, who is a great, great, who is underratedly good. I, now, I'm not saying he's a, a world changer, but LaMarcus Aldridge, you need to put some respect on that man. Name. He's probably one of the top. He's a top 25 power forward of all time. So I honestly believe that will be the battle for the AC. And I believe the Spurs will win it out. They will they will not break their playoff streak. I believe they'll still be on their playoff streak. Um, so I believe the Spurs will battle that out and inch that out. So the Pelicans, Sacramento, and the Spurs will battle it out for the AC. And I believe the Spurs, the San Antonio Spurs, will clinch that spot probably later on in the season. So that's my AC. San Antonio Spurs will be in the AC. For my seventh seed, I have the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz. Yeah, adding Mike Connolly definitely, definitely helps their um, team out. That gives them that veteran leadership that they need, that that backcourt mate that Donovan Mitchell needs. You still got Rudy Gobert. You still got Joe Engel. Um, They got rid of Ricky Rubio. They really did, and I believe they they should have kept him. They should have kept him, in my opinion, because I believe he would have been, even if he wouldn't have started, he would have been a great backup. Or you could have went three guards. Him, Mike Conley, and um, Donovan Mitchell. And you still got Ricky Rubio in the back. And you let go of Derrick Favors. So they lost a lot. They really, really lost a lot. They would have kept everybody. I honestly would have put them at a higher seed or at least kept one out of the two. Kept Derrick Favors out of anybody. I believe um, they should have kept Derrick Favors, who was another rim protector, who um, played key minutes off the bench, who he was a glue guy. So... I believe um, Utah lost too much, even though they added Mike Conley. They won't be um, able to outweigh what they lost. So I got Utah at the seventh seed. For the sixth seed, (laughs) now check this out. For the sixth seed, I got the Golden State Warriors, who is going to be the most dangerous sixth seed since the Houston Rockets. The 94-95 Houston Rockets. So if you remember... They they are the lowest seed to ever, ever win an NBA championship. So, I believe Golden State is that type of threat when it comes to six seed. Because you're going to get Klay Thompson back late. You still got you got Willie Colley-Stein. They got younger. They got younger. Let's be real. They got younger. You got Willie Colley-Stein, who is a great athlete, who is uh, uh, almost, uh, he's JaVale McGee-like, but he's a little bit more of an upgrade than JaVale McGee. Um... You got Willie Colley Stun. You still got uh, Alfonso McKinney. You still got Clay, who's going to be coming back. Uh, D Lo, you got D'Angelo Russell. So, and you got the babyface assassin, Steph Curry. So, you still got the most dangerous, the most dangerous man in basketball in Steph Curry. And yes, he's the most dangerous because at any point in time, at any point in time in the season, he will go off. And I believe, <laughs> I believe you're going to see more. 40, 50 point games from Steph Curry this season than you will than you have from any other season that he's played. I believe he's going to play on an MVP type level. And I wouldn't be surprised if he get his third MVP. But I do have them as the sixth seed. Now, who I have at the fifth seed, who everybody's starting to count out. And I don't know why people don't have them on a playoff prediction. 
but I have the Portland Trailblazers. Why these people do not respect Portland? They said Portland was not going to be good last year, and they end up being a number three seed and almost making it to the finals. Well, not almost making it to the finals, but um, they made it to the Western Conference Finals, the, mo- the furthest they made it in a long time. You still got CJ and Dane. You got, um, uh, I keep getting both of them names uh, mixed up between Jokic and uh, Nurkic. You still have Nurkic. <laughs> so you have Nurkic. You have Hassan Whiteside. Um, you got Nasir Little, who you drafted. So they're going to have a solid team. Now, they lost Alfaruq Aminu, who, in my opinion, he was important. But I believe his product, his production can be replaced. They lost Mo Heartless. You lost two defensive guys who really covered up for Dame and CJ um, ability to to um, not defend very well or just be lackadaisical on the perimeter. So, but um, I, I ain't even gonna lie to you. Golden State, not Golden State, Portland Trailblazers are a huge, huge sleeper. So do not sleep on them. Put some respect on these people's name because at the end of the day, they did make it to the Western Conference Final last year, this past season. And I don't know why 538 did not have them on their list of playoff teams. They had the New Orleans in Mavericks over them. You really think they're not going to win over 45 games, 48, close to 50 games? They're going to win. On front, they're gonna win right at 50 games to be honest with you. So, I have Portland at the fifth seed now. The fourth seed, the fourth seed. <sighs> you ready? I have the LA Lakers. <laughs> yeah, I have the LA Lakers at the fourth seed because I honestly believe low management will play a huge part. Now, like I said in the beginning. I would not be surprised if L.A., the Lakers, make it all the way to the two seed and try to battle it out for the one seed now that I think about it. Um, They have a sneakily, sneak, sneaky, sneaky good roster. I don't know why people undermine their roster. You got Avery Bradley. You got Jared Dudley. You got Danny Green. You got Quinn Cook. Um, um, Who else they had? Roger Arondo. Kyle Kuzma, who's on the rise. Um. I, I really hate that Boogie got hurt. I really do. I honestly believe if they had Boogie, they would be a surefire for a number two seed and probably a number one seed. I honestly believe the LA Lakers are, they're, <laughs> I ain't no going to lie, they're dangerous. They're dangerous. And they in win now mode as well. And I believe they, they, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the championship, man. But like I said, I got them at the four seed for some fact. I believe they're going to rest AD. A lot of games. I wouldn't be surprised he rests over 20, 25 games. Same thing with LeBron James, who had mileage on his body. Yes, this was the first time he has gotten rest in eight years because he made it to eight straight finals before he went to L.A. But, and this was the first time he made the playoffs in a very, very long time. But, man, I ain't going to lie. That load management, I believe they're going to give up some games because of that. Um... But I have them as the fourth seed. Now the three seed, the Denver Nuggets. You want to know why? As talented as they is, as they are. Let me rephrase that. As talented as they are, 
they have a lot of pieces to incorporate. Michael Porter Jr., Ball Ball, who's going to be, honestly, I believe he's the steal of the draft. You know, they got Ball Ball. They got Jeremiah Grant in the trade. So, Gary Harrison, if he can stay healthy, um, they just got a real good, they got a real good young team. They got a real good young core. Jamal Murray going to have to take another step for them to really, really be real championship contenders. But I honestly believe, man, just like um, 538 said, they're going to be a high seed, but low chance to win an um, NBA championship because I believe they still have a lot of growing to do. It's going to depend on if Nurkic can take the next step as well. Not Nurkic, uh, Jokic. I get them two mixed from Portland and Denver. Um, but if Jokic can take the next step and really, really um, dominate, when I say dominate, like his performance alone can win them games in the playoffs, not just the regular season, but in the playoffs when it counts the most. Can he take over a game and win it off his will alone? Jamal Murray, he got to be the same. It's kind of the same thing with him. Is he going to establish himself as a bona fide star? Um, he showed he showed a lot of potential, um, especially that Portland series, man. That that was good. Seeing him and CJ battle it out, um, that was probably one of my favorite series to watch this past playoffs. But um, it all depends on him and can he take the next step. So, number three, Denver Nuggets. My number two seed. <laughs> and I, I ain't going to lie, this is more of a this is a little biased pick because I, I I love the lineup, the potential lineups that they can have. I got the LA Clippers. <laughs> I got the LA Clippers because they, they're going to have between both LA teams, both LA teams are going to be top five defensive in all defensive stats. Holding, pon- holding uh, points per game, opponents point per game, opponents uh, field goal percentage, three-point field goal percentage, blocks per game, steal per game. Um, I believe they're going to have, uh, especially the Clippers are going to have a high-paced offense. I believe they're going to have, they're going to play a little bit faster. Um, if I know anything about Doc, Doc Rivers, he loved defense. That defense is going to create a lot of offense for him. And on top of that, you have not one, not two, but you got three closers. Because don't forget about Lou Williams. Don't ever, ever disrespect Lou Williams and leave him out. Because Lou Williams is a bona fide closer. He can knock down the big shots. And I know people are going to say, well, he didn't show up um, when they played the Warriors. If you got somebody 6'6 guarding you, trust me, it's hard. But even still, he's still going to get his. And on top of that, like I said, if Lou is off, Kawhi is going to be on. If Kawhi is off, Paul going to be on. It's not going to be nine, it's not going to be nine point of time where all three are going to be off. And I can bet, I can bet the house on that. So with that being said, at number two, I have the LA Clippers for the simple fact they're going to be the best if not the best, top three, top five, best defensive lineup. Nah, I'm going to give them number one. You want to know why? Because they have one of the great defensive-minded coach in Doc Rivers. I remember what he did in Boston. And, yes, he had Tom Thibodeau on his coaching staff when he was in Boston. But, man, when you got 
Think about this. Patrick Beverly at point. Then you go Paul George at two. Kawhi Leonard at three. No, I'm sorry. Patrick Beverly at one. Lou Will at two. Paul George at three. Kawhi Leonard at four. Montrezl Harrell at five. You got a small lineup, but still defensively deadly. Everybody is long, wiry, strong athletes. So that is why I put the L.A. Clippers above the Lakers. And on top of that, I don't believe they will do as much load management um, with Paul George and Kawhi as they will with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So that's why I have them just above the L.A. Lakers. So, my number one seed, this is the only thing I agree with with 538, will be the Houston Rockets. Because like always, Houston, Mike D'Antoni, is a great regular season coach. Mike D'Antoni will have these, he will find a system that works with both for both Russ and um, James Harden. And I believe he will speed it back up to where it was like in the Phoenix days. Because now you have a dynamic, dynamic athlete in Russell Westbrook. And he will be he will be the dumbest coach on earth if he does not use Russell Westbrook to his full potential. I believe Russell Westbrook will push James Harden because I believe James Harden needs that push because I believe James Harden, as great as James Harden is as a scorer, he done got content with where he's at. So he jogs the ball up. He takes four, five, six dribbles, pass it, get it back. Four, five, six dribbles, and by the time the shot clock goes off, he's either shooting it or passing it to a player for where only thing they can really do is shoot. So I believe Russell Westbrook and James Harden, I believe Mike D'Antoni will speed them back up to seven seconds or less. I believe it won't be seven seconds left, but I believe it'll be like 12 seconds or less, 10 seconds or less, which will cause them to win close to 60 games. Like I said, I will agree with them on that, but when it comes to championship, I don't believe they're going to win a championship. Not this year. Honestly, not ever. <laughs> I, I'll be surprised if they if they get to the finals through that gauntlet of what I just named through the West. Because, man, it's going to be tough. You're going to have a tough time with uh, San Antonio. Hell, even if San Antonio, New Orleans, even if New Orleans, Sacramento. Because thing I like about SAC, they're high pace. And you got De'Arian Fox, who is a, a blur with Trevor Ariza, who I believe they shouldn't have let go. The Houston Rockets, of who I'm talking about. Um, they got um, Harrison Barnes, who is a sneaky good player. They got Buddy Hill, who I believe will take that next leap. So they have a solid group. They have a solid core. Uh, Harry Giles, the third, who is a sneaky good player, who's a great role player. Um, great compliment, complimentary player. I'm sorry, getting tongue-tied. But I have the Houston Rockets at number one, and I believe they will be one of the most exciting duos to watch throughout the regular season. I wonder how they're going to play in the um, playoffs. But I believe Russell Westbrook will, I believe he will push James Harden to get out his comfort zone and play a more um, faster-paced game and get out and get easier shots. And I believe Russell Westbrook will create easier shots for James Harden. And I believe vice versa as well. James Harden will create easier shots for Russ. Now, the big question is, is Russell three-point shooting? Will he, will he settle for unnecessary threes or will he stick to what he's great at? 
which is the mid-range pop, like kind of like Chris Paul was doing for Houston, the mid-range pop to give him that mid-range um, threat. Um, definitely getting to the basket, you're going to see a lot of lobs between him and James Harden. Um, James Harden and Russ, so you're going to see that a lot. Clint Capella, he's going to be back. Um, they just signed Eric Gordon to a, a extension. Um, House, who came on to the playoffs uh, late. Um, Gerald Green, who's a freaky athlete. So, man, they're going to have a good team. They're going to have a good squad. I believe they ain't going to rest as much because both players do not rest. They play every game, and they play it all the time. But with that being said, I honestly believe, man, this is going to be the Western Conference playoffs. So let me give you my list again. At the number one seed, the Houston Rockets. At the number two seed will be the LA Clippers. Uh, at the number three seed, Denver Nuggets. Number four seed, LA Lakers. Number five seed, Portland Trailblazers. Number six, Golden State Warriors. Number seven, Utah Jazz. And number eight, they will will be between a battle of the Pelicans, Sacramento, and the Spurs. And the Spurs will edge it out for the eighth seed. So, with that being said, man, go on to my Instagram page. Tell me what's your playoff prediction. Tell me if you agree with me. Um, tell me if you think I'm out of my mind. Like, let's create a discussion between now and uh, the next episode, which is going to be about the Eastern Conference. So, and my prediction on that. So, with that being said, man, let's let's uh, bring this show to a closing. I want to thank y'all for listening in. If you are still with us now, go ahead and leave a thumbs up. Go ahead and leave a review um, on the comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Leave it on all of that. Um, Anything y'all do is greatly appreciated. I want to thank y'all for listening. And I will see y'all in the next episode of Off Court Podcast. Peace.